Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is... I got you, boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Hello. Ooh, the hello came so quickly. It, it like we was like have a guest. timed. We have a guest. There's a third voice on here. <laughs> Casey didn't notice. Who are you? And reveal yourself. Oh, hello. <laughs> My name is Megan. I am a Toronto-based 25-year-old creator. I am a sister. I am an aunt, which is such an important role for me. Yes. I am a friend, some other very important parts of who I am. I love donuts. I am <laughs> reality TV obsessed. I watch it all. I watch it all. I we'll love being in the ocean, in the water, swimming, anything. like That just makes me so happy. And I'm also so passionate about helping others and doing whatever I can to make someone smile. Oh, yes. And you make us us smile all the time. Thank you. And now now on Zoom. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because I think like before when I would hear that, I'd be like, oh, people pleaser, like someone who just like wants Mm -hmm. to make people happy all the time. But it's been so interesting because as I've stepped away from identifying as that, it's been less of a need to make people happy and a want. Like, I enjoy it. It makes me happy. It fulfills me. But it's not something I feel like I need to do to have validation or to have that, like, title. So it's been really cool. Yes. Coming out the gates with some personal growth. <laughs> yes. We love a growth moment. Yeah, we love, we love some growth. <laughs> And also, I think um, from a fellow also people pleaser, I think we all are in our own right here. Mm-hmm. I think that the, when you hear someone say how you re- how your presence really makes them feel, it hits different in the gratitude department because it's not validating from a standpoint of like, oh, I feel accepted by this person. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a standpoint of like, wow, they really appreciate me being here and like what I'm doing and how I'm showing up in this world. Yeah. That hits different. Yeah. It really does. It's like that quote by Maya Angelou. People forget what you said. People forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel, right? I try and live by that because it's true. And some days, like, you know, you don't feel like being nice, but, (laughs) and sometimes that's okay. Like, I'm not always nice. I'm a bitch sometimes. for sure. But that's okay. Like, you have, when you have the intention, but I like that. It's like a, a want versus a Mm -hmm. need. Yeah. So interesting when you can get to that point where you recognize that. It's pretty powerful. I think like it's something that's so free to do like those little things that make someone smile or like they wouldn't think of doing t- for you in return. And like, it's just yeah. getting that, like that reaction, that moment, it's something that's so little on my end, but can like make such a big difference in their day or their life. And it's just like, it is a very rewarding thing. We just dropped Maya Angelou and really got, it's not even three minutes in and we're like, Maya, An- welcome to it. Boo crew. We're so happy you're here. Welcome back. Before we get into all of the things that make Megan great, you know, we have to play a game of random, random questions and thoughts and feelings. Uh, we're going to come, we have to come up with a name for this. Here we go. Yeah. Becca. Yeah. I'm going to let you come up with the name. You're the one with the, I don't know what any of these questions are. All of these questions, just for reference, are always surprises to me. I have what about, never. What about like, have you ever thought about, have, okay, we'll workshop it. Number one. 
This is not the time or place. Not the, I know. Immediately, I like self like no. You're immediately no. Are. Immediately no. <laughs> immediately no. Immediately no. Let's go on. If you could communicate with any other living thing, what would it be? Ooh, the think face is good. <laughs> yeah. I like the think face. Bruno's like a dog. A dog, obviously. <laughs> Me. Or he's like, you're bitch ass, so I can tell you to get what you need. No, there's there's a stranger danger. He's protecting our home. I'm muting myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm this is like a time where I'm a little bit indecisive. Are you Ooh, are you okay. stuck between a few? You don't have to pick just one here. We can really check we can I think my brain, like I think I always use this analogy and it's kind of obscure at this point, but we're just gonna go with it. Twenty one jump street, the movie. Okay. Channing Tatum, when he's like in the science lab, when he's like first on drugs, it looks like he's doing this big equation. You like zoom out. He's just writing fours all over the board. That's my brain right now. I'm like thinking about everything that's not an animal is like flying across my brain. of like, what do I want to communicate with? The way that you just, I love that in order to describe that, you went to 21 Jump Street. Anytime, that is amazing. Anytime my brain isn't like narrowing in on something, I always use that analogy. I'm like, this is me. I'm like, saying all these words and the brain's like, it looks like I'm being really smart. And then you zoom out. It's just like four, four, four. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, what if it like, are, do we want to narrow this down to anything with a heartbeat? Like, is that just animals at that point? Well, I don't know. It depends on what you think has heartbeats. What if it's like the spirit world? <gasps> I didn't even fucking think about the spirit world. But then the spirit world doesn't have a heartbeat. I mean, listen, fuck, what do I, I know? I don't like that, think they do. The possibilities for this question are endless. I'm like, okay, I feel like I need to narrow this down. <laughs> if you could communicate with an animal. The first thing that is coming to my mind is a dolphin. Ooh, okay, go on. Specifically, I was talking with my friends the other day about dolphins and, like, how intelligent they are and, like, how cool they are. And just, like, it's they're a thing of wonder. Like, I went on a trip before COVID, and that was my first time seeing dolphins in person. And I just was like a thing of, I just like, I'm still in shock almost two years later about like what they can do from being like told one thing or shown one movement and what they can do and how they learned that. And they're like basically smarter than humans, I think. <laughs> yep. And, and you're a water baby. So that makes sense. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sense. Love anything water related. Okay. Dolphin, how about you? Question. I don't know. I, I knew you were going to ask. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I thought, I thought I was going to get ahead of her. I feel like at first I was going to say something like lion or shark, but I was like, no, because they're just going to be like, yeah, we tear shit up. So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, again, I, I can't, I answered this before. Like if, ooh, what animal ooh, you would I have be. One. I, know, you, I know. Okay, go, I know. go. What is it? What is it? No, you, no, you're talking. You go. I was going to say chimp again, just because I feel like they've seen some shit. Like they, uh, like your answer for everything. I know. That's why I said, I said I, you're on a chimp tip lately. Hey, you're just all about those chimps. All Planet of the apes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why I keep going back to it because I just feel like they perch, they snack and they just people watch or just, and they, they just like observe like people they doing hug. weird. They hug like, yeah, humans. they fully hug. They also, yes. have well, isn't there only, isn't there only like 1% difference in like the, yes like their DNA and ours we'll so basically that, we're yeah. like something like we're like some, we're some we're a small amount trust us of different from being a chimp we are basically chimps essentially yeah so I feel like you go to work we're chimps who go to work and have jobs mm-hmm. I mean and some of us are also really very just, hairy right yeah valid okay what's yours Amanda 
Okay. Who is that? <laughs> I was trying it on. I was trying it on for size. Sometimes I just like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Literally, I don't respond to Amanda in a room of people. And then people get really mad. And I'm like, bitch, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Full government. I don't know her. Then other Amanda's answer. And then they get mad. I'm like, well, that's because her name is Amanda. Like, that she answered. <laughs> okay. So oh I, this is a, you know, it's me. So of course it's going to be weird. So small, small, tiny story. So in my husband's parents' neighborhood, so my in-law's neighborhood in Scarborough, Ontario, they live in this like adorable little like gated community. It's like really cute country club-esque vibes. And there is, <laughs> neither can I. I'm like, Keskel of fuck is going on here? Everything looks the same. I don't know what's happening, but it's a very nice life. So nice. And there is a neighborhood albino squirrel. Yeah, you want to know why? Because I would have a conversation and I would be like, all right, snow, the squirrel. <laughs> snow, we've named it. Great. Okay, I'm with you. Snow, the squirrel. Do you get teased by the other squirrels in the neighborhood? Do they think you're weird? Do they know that you're different than them? I would ask all these very, very important questions because I want to know if discrimination happens in other species not just us. Uh, I don't. Okay, great. Your feelings are very valid. I feel like that's what I'm supposed to say here. Your feelings, your feelings are valid. I just want to know if they get if he gets made fun of. I just always look at him. I'm saying him might be a girl. Don't actually know. Didn't check the, you know, I didn't get that. Maybe they don't identify but as either. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't talk to them. So I don't know. But if I could talk to them, then I could know. But also I always look at him and her it, the squirrel, snow, snow, the squirrel. I look at snow, the squirrel. And I'm like, is it like a Rudolph the reindeer situation here? Like, do they make fun of you? Because I see him like running with all the other squirrels. And I'm like, I want to know. Like, I know this is so weird. But I straight up thought you were going to say, you like went so deep with it. Like, I just want to know if they get bullied. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I straight up thought you were going to say, like, I just want to know what goes on at like my in-laws house or if they like talk about me. Like, I want to know what he is. I was like, oh, you're going to have a squirrel spy. That's amazing. A spy squirrel. Like a fly on the wall situation. Yes. Maybe. Maybe that's a good idea. Listen. Well, now that we've named it, I'm emotionally invested in yeah. snow. Okay, I'm going to so. take photos of snow. I really hope snow's not bullied now. They sound terrifying, though. Snow sounds, an albino squirrel, the thought of it, I picture red eyes. Yeah, yeah. Red definitely. nose. 12 out of 10. Looks like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Looks like a nightmare. <laughs> looks like looks like something that would attack you in your sleep and then eat your flesh. Well, that's why I want to know if like the other squirrels are like, are, oh. do squirrels see color? I don't know. Like, are they colorblind? They might be colorblind. But maybe, maybe Snow's actually the bully. <gasps> I mean, that's True. what I'm saying. There could be so many things. Maybe Snow thinks that they're a superior being because they're a white squirrel. More on this to come. Uniqueness. Yeah, uniqueness <laughs> is a superpower. Can't wait. We're going to document More on this. this. <laughs> yeah, more on this next episode. Next, last. Next guest. Final next one. Next guest fin- will be snow. Final question uh, for this segment before we really dive deep. Do you get your tires rotated on time? I do not currently own a car, but I'm about <laughs> to get a car. Great. I'm about to get a car. 
And I actually don't know what that is. Rotating tires, you got to do that? Apparently, you're supposed to rotate them, the front seats, back seats, the back seats, front seats, just to make the tread on all of them, I guess, equal. I also have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But I know that, that is something you do. I, I have a father who owns multiple Autobata. Autobata? Autobata. Autobata. Autobody shops. And he's always like, Pumpkin, did you... What, what did you just fucking call it? Right, rotate your tires? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say rotate, though. He says spin. Same, t- same, oh. same, but different. Because he's Portuguese and just doesn't say. I'm like, spin? Like, no, I don't spin my tires. Oh, I'm now not I know. donuts. This has now been like a educate adulting education podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This rotate is, your tires. This is now. You never know what you're going to get. No, you never, never know. know. It's National Geographic sometimes, it's vaginas, sometimes it's albino squirrels, sometimes it's tire rotation. Buckle up, buttercups. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, that was fun, ladies. That was fun. Uh, Let's do that again okay. sometime. I'm really going to keep you guys updated on this albino squirrel. I'm- yes, please. <laughs> Shelly, my mother-in-law, told me that there's another one. So now the next time I'm there, I want to, fu- I know, I'm like, where did the other one come from? Oh, I'm so invested. Yeah, so invested. it's a lot. It's a lot. All right. You are a self-proclaimed self-love warrior. So tell us what made you join the self-love club in the first place? Yeah, I think in reflecting on this, I know I kind of didn't mention in the who I am part, you know, I do have kind of like an online space where I'm a creator and share kind of my self-love, inner healing, um, body acceptance journeys on Instagram. I think in looking back of like, you know, what really started this, we don't often realize to love yourself, you have to know yourself. I didn't know who I was outside of all the extracurriculars I did in university. I didn't know who I was out of all the people pleasing and the shape shifting I did to make others happy and to feel that validation and love in return from pleasing people. And I just didn't know who I was outside of all the hustle, the bustle, the jobs that I had, everything, right? I just shape shifted into who I thought would be, would get me the most love. It was once I was no longer a student, so I've, I graduated university about two years ago, things started to slow down, but I had a full-time job and, you know, started going to the gym and things still kind of filled up my time. And I had a little bit more time for self-care, but it still wasn't fully there. And it was in the beginning of the pandemic and the shutdown where I decided to actually leave my job. I gave notice (laughs) the day before we started working from home. Immediately people were like, oh, like, can you like ungive notice so you have a job in the pandemic and I was like honestly no like I want to continue I I was moving out of the city so I was like I still want to do my move I want to do this because I wasn't happy where I was for the first time in my life specifically my adult life had now all of a sudden all this time and no commitments no I couldn't see people I couldn't please people I had no one but myself all of a sudden I was living on my own I kind of had this moment of your whole life you have said if only I had more time I would take care of myself better. If only I had the time, I'd focus on my health. If only I had the time, I'd do all these things. There's like literally this lifetime list of if only I had the time, I would do this. And for sure, a lot of that had to do with my relationship with myself and making myself a priority and figuring out what self-care meant to me. Because I honestly didn't know. Um, I had been living my life for the last like five years on my own, but making myself the lowest priority. Everything else was a priority before me and my own well-being. Again, that people pleaser element of everything else matters way more and never took the time to fill up my own cup. And so 
And having all of that time to myself now, it was like, okay, well, who am I like outside of all these things that I've identified as like, I still have worth, even if I don't have that job, that like corporate ladder that I'm climbing, even if I don't have all these friends that I am spending time with or giving gifts to and all that stuff. So really had to strip away pieces of my identity that weren't actually part of my identity, but were like assumed identity of like me stepping into who I thought I should be. And it really allowed me to get to know myself to see where I needed to work on my own healing. And I also was definitely in a space of being kind of like close to a spiritual awakening of having that, like those influences of asking those deep questions, like who are you at your core? Who do you want to be? And being surrounded by a really incredible community that was challenging the way that I was thinking and starting to see rather than seeing a flaw for what it is, seeing a flaw for the trauma response that formed this behavior focusing on healing that, you know, inciting action rather than being like, oh, well, you do this, you're flawed. It's like, no, what caused that? And how can I like move forward from it? So really just being in this space of personal growth and development and trying to understand why I am the way that I am, not seeing it as flaws, not seeing it as like broken or or, like an issue, but seeing how I can improve my life and how I can, you know, continue to grow and heal. And that ultimately like sparked again, like a deep, sense of self-love and getting to know myself. Again, I think from April, 2020 to August, 2020, like I saw people like a handful of times I lived alone. A lot of like, we were, you know, following the guidelines and it was a lot of just alone time and me time. And it was really what I needed to get myself to where I was going. Another big, big element of really like that set off the self-love element. Cause a lot of it was like healing and just kind of becoming at peace with who I am. Um, and it wasn't so much a focus on the body element, but for me, what changed everything was getting to a space of respecting my body. Mm-hmm. I think for so long, I didn't, I didn't respect my body and what it did for me every day. And, you know, like a little like content warning before I dive into this is like, I, I didn't want to exist at points in life. Like I did not want to go on living. And I often got into a thought pattern of when I would have an injury, honestly hoping for the worst because I was like done, or it was like another source of pain that I could focus on instead of like the pain that I had inside. And so like, I was so used to like, Oh, like when I like sprained my ankle and had to be in a cast, like wishing for the worst case scenario, which is so like twisted. Right. And I got to a point in September of like, after having April to August, all this like growth, I had an injury. My mind almost immediately went to like worst case scenario of like, Oh, like almost scared. It was the worst case scenario, not necessarily wanting it to be. I had this moment of like, it clicked. I was like, wow, like this is definitely like an old habit of me thinking the worst immediately this time, not necessarily wanting the worst, but thinking of it. And it made me have this like huge moment of realizing for years. And cause I'm like, I believe in you know, manifestation and the power of our thoughts and our words now more than ever before, after all this like growth. And I realized for years and years and years, I was like manifesting my body, just like give up and it never did. Yeah. Despite like the hate that I showed it or like the lack of appreciation or straight up wanting it to have physical issues. It never gave up for me. I'm here. Like I was like, at the end of all that, if the only thing that happened to me was I gained weight, like that is a miracle to me. And that was like what cemented, like locked in, like cannot be shaken, this respect for my body. 
that may mean like, I don't always have a great body image day or whatnot, but I respect my body like to its core because of that. And from that can, I can get to a place of love. You know, it doesn't always have to be alike, but like, I love it for what it does for me and how it shows up for me every day. Whoa. Thank you so much for sharing. That is so powerful. And I really appreciate, we really appreciate, I'm sure the boo crew does too, the vulnerability in that answer, because that is so powerful. And what, like, I hope listening, you guys really hit pause if you need to and let that sink in. How amazing. Wow. And I think that I appreciate that you, here's the thing, self-love and the term self-love and the term self-love club. It's one of those things where when, like any movement, when more people start to catch on to it, I, I hate to say this, but it almost feels like it loses its meaning or gets lost, sure. right? Like people are like, ooh, self-love, like candles and baths and face masks. Yeah. And like, no, no, no. Like that's not. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You no, know? <laughs> exactly. And I think no, that no, no. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you were like, yeah, it's, it's, it was deeper than that. It was mm-hmm. taking the time to do some hard shit. It's not easy no. to, no. like you said, <laughs> the, even you saying that you would look forward to almost having an injury so that you could focus on that pain instead of what was mm-hmm. inside, that is some really honest and vulnerable shit right there. Like that's, and you know what? I think a lot of us probably, I mean, I was nodding my head. I was like, yep, that's very relatable. Yeah. And like, that was, I mean, I was like 17, 18 at the time, right? Like I wasn't talking to anybody about what I was Mm -hmm. going through. Like it was just like, again, all internalized. And so the opportunity to have some sort of release, like, even though that's the opposite of what it is, it's just more pain ultimately, mm-hmm. but it's that ability to give like your brain and your heart a break from what you're feeling internally. And again, I think, you know, so many people I talk to now have can relate to that type of feeling, but it's not really talked about. And that is how my brain coped with it of like, you know, I want something else (laughs) to take away from this pain. And I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't going to therapy. I didn't have those people that I was really opening up to. I was putting on the brave face and going on about my life. And so to me, that was the most logical release of like when it did happen or if I was feeling sick, I was like, oh, like maybe it's something more serious. And, And almost that like idealization of something more serious being the case because it was a little bit of an escape. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That makes, it makes sense. Especially cause like back when you're, when we're younger, I mean, you're, you're younger than us, God bless. But <laughs> even like just recently in the last few years, has it been more like destigmatized or the work that has relieved the stigma of talking about talking to anybody else or talking about those deep rooted painful truths yeah. and mm-hmm. being able to sit at the table with those truths and be like, we're going to unpack this. And I'm going to make this test of my life, my testimony someday. And that is exactly what you've done. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Um, You kind of already touched on this, but is there any, what advice would you give somebody who, now we say self-love and like AMQ just touched on, I also do not like how it's been almost watered down because what we're talking about right now is not any diluted (laughs) bullshit, you know what I'm saying? No. So what would you give somebody though who, has heard now what you've said and is like, I need that. I need to chase that feeling. What was some advice you would give them? I think like the number one step looking back is getting to know yourself. Like, yeah, you can't love something that you don't know what you're trying to love. 
getting to know yourself, what you might label currently right now, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't think any of that exists. Yeah. But what you might label the good, the bad, and the ugly, even the hard stuff, getting to know it at least so you can, you know, love it because the truth is we don't always like what we love. There can be people who we love and we maybe don't agree with what they do, or it may be, you know, like we, that, that doesn't define, we don't only love the good stuff in other people. And so why would we only love the good stuff in us? Um, so getting to know yourself, but I think the biggest, biggest factor is telling people, telling those around you, telling your support system, like where you're trying to go with your growth and, you know, the type of life that you're trying to live, the type of relationship that you're trying to have with yourself, whether that's your partner, your best friend or a family member, whoever is in your close circle, letting them know this journey that you're on because they will be able to support you. They will hopefully be able to help you keep going when it gets tough, but very likely it will incite their own journey and inspire them to do the same. And the conversations that you start having rather than maybe a conversation with your friends about this person's body and the way that they want to look, maybe it's a conversation about how you're both perfect the way you are. And you have choices that you can make that you want to improve your health or your wellness, but it doesn't have to be a certain look or appearance. Like those type of conversations you can start to have and that will fuel your growth. But also it's just always better to do those types of things when you have people around you that are supporting you. And also, again, this will be like mentioned later on too, but just having those positive influences that you're, that you're consuming on social media or the podcast that you're listening to the books and just really, really immersing yourself in the direction you're wanting to go. We know that like they say you are made up of the five people you spend your most time with. That doesn't just have to be physical people too, right? Like if you're constantly consuming this really inspirational, educational content that is helping you like that it hypothetically will help you become the best version of yourself. That's exactly what it's going to do. So those would be my top tips to people who are just getting started. You don't have to know the exact path that it's going to look like. You don't have to know the end game. It's just about like taking one step at a time, one day at a time, trying to love yourself a little bit more, trying to be a little bit more kind to yourself each day. You know, no one just wakes up as soon as they decide to love themselves and he's like, Oh, it worked. I love myself. Um, it is, it is absolutely a journey and all you can do is try. And that's literally the most important decision is to just try and love yourself more and try and be more kind to yourself. Yes. Yes. You kind of touched on this and about how support is so important. What does your support system look like? I honestly, I'm really grateful. I have a really great support system right now. Um, you know, a couple months before everything kind of shut down, I got to be a part of an online community and have connected with so many people from around the world. And for the majority, literally until this past August, so the, first, the first year and a half that I was connected with like one of my friends, we lived on the opposite sides of the world. She was living in Bali. Whoa. You know, we would, a 12 hour time difference would either be my morning, her night. I'm so lucky to have this support system literally throughout the world. And also like my siblings and, and you know, some of my friends. So I have a really, really great support system. And I think the important thing for that is I know who I can go to for certain things when I'm struggling with some, like something specific, you know, having those people who I know are able to help me process it. I think, you know, not everyone has the same exposure to certain things as I do. Maybe they know about this like part of my life, so I don't have to explain it to them. Or this person's on like the same like wavelength when it comes to spirituality as me or like mindset that I can go and I know that they're going to say like, okay, like, you know, you got this. And I think kind of knowing who to go to rather than 
having that like one or two people, which is, I think is amazing. But I also know it can be a really tough thing when you have to be everything for someone. And I think that's really something that has worked for me is I'm able to rely on different people when I need that. And also to honor their capacity of saying like, Hey, like, do you have the capacity to be the support for me right now? Cause I think I have been on the flip side where I've tried to be everything for someone at the end of the day, you want to be that for the people who you love, but we also have our own lives and our own stuff that's going on. And I think it's also important to have like boundaries when it comes to that. So I think the really beautiful thing about what I have right now is the, like the wide, um, network of support that I can go to, um, different people when I need it. Yes. That's amazing. And therapy. I feel like when I added that, that part into it, it's like game changer. Okay, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) And I have to give a shout out because AMQ, you're really good at that. When you want to talk about something, I feel like you have more frequently recently been like, Hey, I know you're really like, you have a lot going on at work. So like, read these whenever you can, <laughs> or like when you have the capacity to respond, then you can respond. So it's yeah. nice that it alleviates that like need when you have those people that like alleviate that, like, Oh, I feel like I need to respond right away. Or I need to come up with the best yeah. answer to support them. And if I can't right now, you know, Oh no, then you just end up draining yourself. Yeah. Even just like energetically, like I've been so like more, much more aware of that in like the last like year or two as well, like where my energy is at. And I'm someone, I'm an empath. So I'm very impacted by other people's energy as well. So when I have friends being like, can I rant to you for a minute? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like I, I'm in a good place. Like I'm not on the edge or like in that space of my own, right. Where like that could very easily like impact my day drastically. Mm -hmm. Like that gives kind of like the choice to be that person for someone and to be that support. So it almost is like, I think it makes this friendship even stronger. Cause like, yeah, like I can show up for you in this moment or like, you know what, like feel free to send it on. I, I will get back to it when you can or, or whatever that looks like. But I think it just having that choice and having that ability to respect your own capacity before saying yes to something like that is really, really huge. And I, it's interesting because we, I think we all have like the people in our lives that we go to for like literally everything. Right. So mm-hmm. I mean, Becca knows shit before I know it, you know, like it's just the way it goes. So then if I, like I've had to get better about that because I've had a rough couple of months and I've gone through some shit, right? And it's different. This is a different season of my life, hopefully, please, than any other season of my life. But I'm like, okay, she's at work. Like, you know, like she doesn't need to like listen to this big voice note talking about my doctor fiascos and all those things. So I think it is really important. But the reason that I got better at that was because I too am an empath and I am going through an eating disorder recovery journey. And now I'm going through being on the other side of miscarriage. And so the conversations that I have are oftentimes very heavy and in, in realizing that I was like, nobody asked me if it's okay to dump this stuff on me. Yeah. I just open up a DM and all of a sudden I'm in it. And because I'm so empathetic, if I read something, I can't unfeel it. Right. And so then I feel the need to respond to it or else I'm like, if I don't respond to it, then I'm thinking about it and that's taking up way more space. So I'm like, okay, well, I didn't expect to do this right now in this moment. I didn't expect this message to be this, but I'm going to take care of it. So that's why I've gotten better about that because I know how it makes me feel. And it's not like you said, Megan, it's not always like sometimes people get you at a good time, right? You're like, you know, those days where you're like, nothing can knock me down. Like bring it on world. Like some days I'm like, I got this. I 
have all the tools in my tool belt. Let me just freaking just help all the humans today. But, I want everyone to tell yeah. me their worst things that they're going through yeah. right now. Bob the Builder, <laughs> here I come. <laughs> just pulling out my little Bob the Builder tool belt. But other days I'm like, oh, why? Why? <laughs> why no. today? I just so literally I totally cannot. appreciate it. Yeah. Like literally, literally can't even. I can't. But now even. I have to. <laughs> so great. Here I am. <laughs> so I'm really curious about this because I'm just, I'm really curious how you're going to answer this. So you decided to start showing up differently, right? Now, mm-hmm. did you start showing up differently in like, I'm going to call it like real life, but we know that I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in your interactions with human beings that you know in the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Did you start making that shift in showing up in person first, or did you do that online and then it trickled into in-person or in-person and then it trickled into online? Like, how would you say it happened? Yeah. So it definitely, I think happened online first because I wasn't around anybody. I wasn't seeing my family members. I wasn't seeing my friends when I first made the shift. And this question is kind of fun because I don't know if either of you know, but my page used to be called mega fitness. I do, it was a fitness page. That. Yeah. It literally was me just like posting on my fitness journey. I started in 2015. Like it was a full, like almost five years of being a fitness account. And so I first started to start posting, you know, like my personal growth during, you know, while I wasn't working while I was home and not able to see my friends, not able to see my family. So I think the people around me started to see what I was posting about. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you're not posting workouts anymore. You're posting, you know, these reflections or these like deep thoughts or the story that you're like of your story that you're starting to tell. By the time I started to get to see my friends and my family in person, like that's when I got to start like showing the like kind of change that I had been having in the, and the, like the reflections that I've been doing and the way that I was showing up for them. So it definitely was an online thing first. And it came about of me being like, you know, like just having this moment of why am I showing up in this way? And and realizing again, as I had those moments of growth and self-love recognizing, okay, you know, this fitness element is not the most important journey that I'm on. That definition of fitness just completely changed for me as well. Realizing that I had a story to tell and a message that was on my heart. And again, like seeing it as an opportunity to make a difference. And that is so rewarding to me. And so decided to start showing up and it was only, it was like only in January, 2021 that I changed my name and officially like changed everything. Like I was still doing like all the self-love stuff while being called mega fitness. And I knew that it just didn't like align with me anymore. And yeah, definitely super happy with what I've been able to do in the space since. It's so cool because everyone gives the internet such a hard time. Maybe not everyone, but I feel like the interwebs gets, you know, a bad rap sometimes. And, but look at how powerful that is. Like in a time where you couldn't see your, your loved ones in real Mm -hmm. life, but you were like, I'm going through some stuff, like a transformative time in my life. And you were like, let me, let me just go through it for everyone Mm -hmm. to see. And then you, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it almost feels to me like that sounds like to me that you were like, okay, I'm doing it. And you like in the process, you just caught up with yourself, right? You were mm-hmm. like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now because <laughs> that's what I'm doing. And then in yeah. person, it must've felt so much easier for you when you're seeing 
the people you love in real life, because now you've done like, I would say that putting your stuff out for the universe to see is a lot harder than having a one-on-one conversation with your best friend, you know? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I think like, it is really interesting because like, I just, everything is lighter. Like, I think this is, I'm Kaylee. I maybe want to backtrack and get to that second (laughs) because that'll take like probably in a whole different direction, but like having those conversations online with like everyone, my conversations in the last year with my friends and with my own have been way more deep than they ever were. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the, like, you know, like talk, tell someone you're going on this journey because it started to have like these, like, you know, self-love or self-acceptance, like conversations with my friends or conversations about healing and trauma. And like, it just has deepened so many of my friendships because it's not like, Hey, let's go bowling. Let's go get bubble tea. It's like, let's talk about life. Like, how are you? And, and I think also just literally putting it out there for whoever wants to see it, that like they have a space, safe space with me, obviously like my friends know that as well. And so that's really carried over and, and really deepened and strengthened so many of the relationships in my life. And now I need to get back to that point that I was going to say, of course it maybe just went away for a second. You were saying that it's really layered. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to come back to it. Yeah. If it pops back into your head, of course, just like chime in. We always, I mean, yeah. as you can see, we very much just, it's we're zigzagging. We're zigzagging. But it, yes, love a good zigzag. It is so interesting because I think all of us, all three of us started showing up online for one reason and it completely pivoted. So like, mm-hmm. yes, I still love to show my workout clips, but it's, finding the joy in that movement and not for punishment and not because I feel like I have to look a certain way. It's because I have fun just like twerking in between sets or like, you know, doing what we want to do. So changing the relationship that we have with those things, eventually it's kind of like your social media becomes your like online journal for a lot, like not to sound too cheeseball city, but you are, you're documenting. And then you kind of like hold yourself up to this, like, okay, well I'm going to show up. And then I forget which one of you just said this, where like you kind of meet yourself on that other side and it's like, okay, where I started and where I'm going, like you pass the baton to yourself at one point and that just keeps yeah. happening. And sometimes they try yeah. and give that baton back, but you're like, nah, bitch, you keep it. Like you keep going. <laughs> yeah. Same. Like I showed up on socials. I started showing up and showing my workouts and stuff because... I was like, "Mm, if I, you know, show up like this and I'm like, you know, making a positive change in my life, no one will notice Mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, experiencing multiple eating disorders and disordered fitness routines and that kind of stuff. Like I was like, this is normal, right? Mm -hmm. Showing up is normal. That was, I will say though, I think that if I hadn't showed up online and been showing my journey online... I'm not, we'll never know, but I'm not positive I would have ever figured out that there was something wrong. Totally. I agree. Mm. I think that because like you said, it becomes your journal. And I remember like, I just remember like one day, like looking back and being like, I, what else am I though? Like, what am I even sharing about other than this? Like, this is wild. I'm, I, I love travel. I love my friends. I love all these things, but I'm like, um, according to here, that's not the case. And I was like, okay, maybe this needs to be looked into. And I genuinely don't think I would have seen the disordered behavior if I hadn't been putting myself in a situation to notice a trend because literally your socials are, you can look back on them and it's like, oh shit, that's a trend, good or bad. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Totally. And it's powerful. It's very powerful. 
So when did you first become aware of your body? This like question is so interesting to me because like, I think of it in a couple different ways. Like I think of it like literally just like as a human, like when, like at what age. And I honestly, I can say, I don't remember a time when I wasn't aware of my body partially because like, this is a fun fact that I was literally 13 pounds when I was born and like 22 inches long. Like I was a giant baby. And I think that was something that was like always reminded to me growing up. So like literally from the moment I was born, everything was about my size. And like, I remember my mom telling me that like, wow, this is a moment <laughs> like from the, again, the day I was born, there were comments about my size. Cause she told me about how she went to see me back when they used to put the babies in like the window. And there were these like moms like, Oh my gosh, look at that elephant of a baby and stuff like that. So like that stuff being said about me literally since the day I was born and my mom, like she said, like, this, this was in a cute way. Like I had so many roles that like she literally had to clean them with Q-tips. Like I was just such a big baby, 13 pounds. And I think growing up that translated, I was, I'm very tall. I'm 5'11". I'm very tall. I have broad shoulders. So like looking back at photos now, it's really interesting for me because again, I just always felt like this, like big, like this giant, even like I will have, there's this one photo from when I was like six years old. And I'm like smiling and you see like the cheekbones, the chin, like you see the collarbone. Like I was very thin, even though I was tall and very like, like big boned, like knowing, okay, like they're like, literally I was in an average body, if not a small body for my size. And again, just being so conscious and like filtering everything through like those, uh, little things that, um, we pick up on the one side of my family was very, very verbal about appearance. And it was very, very accepted to make comments on people's size. A big moment was again, I was probably eight at the time, maybe nine. And again, looking back at these photos, like I, there's photos from this day and I'm in a very like average eight or nine year old body. Again, regardless of what I look like, this isn't okay. But you know, my grandfather um, compared me to an obese singer like said, you look like this person who was on the TV screen and said like, this is what you look like. And yeah, like just like a lot of that type of stuff growing up. So I, like, I just don't remember a time when there wasn't some sort of consciousness. Um, but I think, look, thinking of that question from like an adult perspective of, cause I think you like when that stuff is just built into your brain, it, it, you don't think about it. It's just how you see the world. It's like those rose colored glasses. It's just how you see the world. And I think looking back, I had this like what I would call fake confidence or like a shallow confidence. Like I have all, I feel like a lot of people, if they, even before me showing up online, cause that's like a whole new level. But I think people would have labeled me very confident. I think part of that is almost like a rebellious <laughs> <laughs> a rebellious streak or like stubborn streak of like, Oh, well, like I'm going to show you like that. It's okay to be me or to be the size or even if I didn't fully believe it, just like showing up in confidence as like that front of like, it's really not the case, but like, I'm going to show up this way. And I, that's probably the case for a, a lot of people going through this, this, a similar thing. I was like, I grew up dancing. It was always very clear. Okay. You're tall. You're in the back, but I also always knew I was like, okay, it's also cause I'm not the smallest person. Um, and just like so much of that stuff that just kind of like hammered it in, hammered it in, but it really also was like working out. I started, I got a personal trainer when I was in my first year of university. And I think that obviously like you're, everything's about your body at that point. And you're constantly looking in the mirror before and after pics. Like that's when I started the Instagram. So I started posting 
all these photos and I started to get a lot of attention for it, a lot of attention for how much I could lift or a lot of attention for like how small my waist was getting. And, and that's when I started to have like a lot more emphasis on how I looked for the first time, because literally up until that time I was bigger, but it just was, I lived my life normally. Like it wasn't a huge, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind, to be honest. Like my size wasn't a huge factor. Like obviously it showed up and like the, the way that I saw myself showed up in other ways, but it wasn't a big part of my life until I started with a personal trainer and that just kind of that relationship ebbed and flowed over the last like six or seven years. Yeah. It's very interesting to look back and I'm like, I just don't agree with so much of what I was doing and the emphasis that was being put on the change. And again, that, that whole thing of when someone's commenting, Oh my gosh, you look so good because you lost five pounds or because you lost 10 pounds. And I actually, in the beginning of the, of being at home, I try not to say the pandemic as much as possible, but we all know it exists. Yeah, yeah. I started doing intermittent fasting. And at the time it seemed like this woke thing of like, Oh, like it's not restrictive. This is like a great relationship. And I honestly, I genuinely felt that because I wasn't restricting what I was eating. It was just when, but that's still a restriction. Mm -hmm. It felt really freeing. And I did start to lose weight in the beginning of the pandemic. And I think initially I kind of thought it was like this badge of honor because a lot of people were posting about gaining weight and I was losing weight. It was the thing where I saw my mom a couple of times in the first few months and every single time it had, it was like, Oh my God, you look so good. And she would like touch my waist and stuff like that. And I got to a point where like, I just said, I was like, like, I don't need you to comment on my weight every time you see me. And she's like, Oh, like, it's a good, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm giving you a compliment. I'm like, I know, like, I just don't need you to comment at all. Cause then it was, you know, I was making all this progress and then it stalled and I wasn't. And so it's like, how's, how's your workout going? How's the fasting going? Right. And it's just like, I don't need to be asked about that. Cause there's so much more to who I am than like this little phase that I was in or, or what I was doing. I think there's like so many layers to that. Yes. And like, I remember the first time, like I felt really like confident looking in the mirror, feeling really, really like sexy. Like, Oh yeah. Like this is great. But again, I'm like, I think that was so surface level in like the sense of looking for validation. Mm -hmm. So many answers to that in so many different ways, but yeah, I think I'll, I'll end it with a more positive one. Cause I think the, a really, really defining moment for me in my body acceptance journey was I did a photo shoot with my sister in October, 2020. So I had started to post a bit more, but wasn't really showing. I wasn't showing a lot of skin was just like posting in regular clothes. And I did a like body positive photo shoot with my sister and was wearing, you know, just like basically like bikini style clothing and stuff like that. And there was even one, you know, some photos from behind where I don't have a top on and, you know, I I was like, I don't have consent to share this, but maybe my sister won't live, listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, she, she doesn't, she doesn't often show as much like a lot of emotion or just, she doesn't often cry. I haven't seen her cry very many times in my life. And she was taking photos of me and she was like, are you okay with like your back rolls showing? And I was like, yeah, like it doesn't have like any different, it doesn't make any difference to me. Like just like you can photograph me as I am. And like, she was like taking pictures and she started to cry and she was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, this is like amazing. Like you're inspiring me. And it was like such a touching moment for myself as well. But also just the act of taking those photos, we wrote a couple, we wrote some things on my body and 
I feel like it's like kind of like one of my classic mega joy photos now there's like the word worthy written on my leg Mm -hmm. and I actually blew up that photo and like it's hanging in my room and (laughs) I know like my my sibling was like um that's a little bit like full of yourself I'm like no it's a reminder because it's right beside my mirror yeah I'm like it's a reminder for any of the days that I don't feel it at the core of my being that I'm worthy like it's a reminder right there a picture of me with worthy written on me that like that's the case so I feel like that was a really big moment as far as being aware of my body and like the new light and the growth that I've been experiencing um yeah oh it's amazing this episode is so powerful yeah I did buy it yeah great I love how deep you go on everything I, I seriously do and it's such a testament to like all the inner work that you've clearly done because a lot of these questions could be a quick answer for a lot of people. And I think that we really appreciate that you've, we can tell that you've connected with the questions and that means a lot to us. And I'm sure it will be to all of our listeners too. Especially because it's not like journal, just write about it. <laughs> yeah. So often like, we hear that. It happens sometimes. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Just Here's a prompt for you. Just write about it. I love a journal. I love a prompt, but you can't heal deep healing yeah. with a prompt, you know? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Also, it's all about talking it out. Literally, Becca and I talk about all the time how, like, this podcast has gotten us through. <laughs> like, it has gotten us through some days. Literally, Becca and I have come on here minutes before, I'm not going to say arguing, but, like, not <laughs> seeing eye to eye on things. And we record the pod, and then it's like, we're good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Love you, mean it. It's therapeutic. <laughs> Yeah, because we're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, you know, when you're like, you're, you don't even remember like what the issue is anymore. Like now you're just like being snippy and then we come on the pod and we're like, fuck, we're doing a good thing. Look at us fucking go. And then we can't be mad at each other. It's very sisterly in that way. It's very much like, I don't even remember I was mad at you. Like, look at this fucking thing I just saw. (laughs) Yeah. Not mad even, just like, <laughs> just, like just like trying annoyed. to, yeah, yeah. Just a, just a general level of annoy, our annoyance levels with each other are like <laughs> on like an up and down all the time. Then it's like yeah. snippy annoyed, doesn't want to talk yeah. to me annoyed, like different oh. levels of annoyed. <laughs> and, but then it's also like, okay, I'm still annoyed, but look at this reel. <laughs> <laughs> and then we forget. And, and, then, it, and then it's fine. Really, and then it's fine. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay. So the awareness is huge. I love that question because I I honestly think that every single guest we've had to date has said they don't remember a time where they weren't aware of the body. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone has said that, which is yeah. wild to me and terrible and a little bit terrifying, yeah. but you know, it's okay. We're working through yeah. it. So yes. what is one word you would use to describe your current relationship with your body? So like the quick, easy, there's two. So like, obviously I said, respect let's go. Before. So so like respect was already said. Okay. Out of the simple way, right? one. That's the surface one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. And so evolving, mm. I think I'm constantly growing and healing and interesting enough. Again, this could have, that could have been the, the like the answer, but it's going to go deeper. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I just, I just had a conversation about this yesterday with a friend and said, you don't know where you need to grow until it literally shows up mm-hmm. in your face. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can think like, oh, like everything's great. I love myself. I love my body. And then something shows up for you. And for me yesterday, 
again, maybe these friends will listen to it. If you do feel free to message me. <laughs> so, I went for a hike and it said that it was an easy hike. Um, but it did say that like they recommended it for people who are physically fit, easy, but you should be physically fit. And I was like a little bit like interesting. Like, what does that mean? Like, okay. Like maybe like according to who? According to who? According to who? The app? Yeah. The app of some sort? What app? Yeah. Like who? Yeah. <laughs> Forest Ranger? Who the fuck? Grow up, Smokey the Bear. <laughs> Sorry. We really went off on that. It's okay. It was, it was down. It was downwards because it was to a waterfall. So we had to go down to a waterfall, which was like a series of like going down. Everything was fine. But instead of like reversing that and going back up, it's literally just like 200 steps or 300. Like, just like, it's just steps. What? Absolutely. The fuck not. That's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me. <laughs> like, I didn't know that part <laughs> when I like went on this hike. But also my three friends who I with were all on a very similar fitness level. I think there just was a lot that came up for me. And like, I think I, this keeps happening where... I feel shame for like the body that I'm in or like my fitness level. But then like I stop myself, but then I feel shame for feeling shame. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, but like, so it's just like this cycle. Cause this happened in the summer too. When I was with friends and I knew none of them were thinking this or judging me or like, you know, like of course shame to be around me or like saying, Oh, it's because you're, you look like this. But again, it's just that like triggered, like a response that's like just ingrained in you. Again, like I'm, you know, several stairs behind them. They're having to wait for me. And then as soon as I get to where they are, they keep going. And it just was like, and at one point too, like one of them like cheered me on. And like in that moment, I was like, no, 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 like, no, no, no. Like, do not cheer me on. Like, it just was like a very, like, it was hard. It was hard physically, but then I was like, it was really hard emotionally. It was just like hitting me of like, Hey, like this is a lot going on in my brain while I'm also trying to get my ass up these stairs. Right. Yeah. The point that like, there was maybe like six left. Like it was like right there and I had to stop. And I was like almost hyperventilating because I could hardly breathe. But then I was almost sobbing to you because I was like, there's so much like emotions going on right now. And like, this is a lot. <laughs> you know, one of the friends like hung back when we were walking back to the car and they're like, you good? And I was like, um, like, we'll see. And I literally just thought, I was like, hey, like I just got like a very real slap in the face of like some growth that I need to work on. And like, an area that I need to improve on. And that's when I said, like, you don't know where you need to grow until it literally comes and like slaps you in the face. And like, we had a conversation about that. And so that is why it's evolving because even though yesterday it wasn't like a bad body image day of like looking around and being like, Oh, like I felt great. Like I've noticed like so much too, it's always evolving with when I take photos. I'm like, I don't even need to look at them anymore because like, so what if like my visible belly outline is showing or like, you know, like I don't care about the perfect angle anymore or like make it flattering or anything like that. So I'm like, yeah, just take the photos. Like I'll look at them later. So that's what the day had been. And then all of a sudden, boom, like having to climb up a million stairs (laughs) that like reveals a lot, not just physically, but also emotionally. And so I think the only thing that really truly captures it as it is, is evolving. But see, that's also a really great point in you know how you, it's really easy. I know that for me, probably for all three of us, it's almost alarming sometimes when I hear somebody say, tell me that they're looking to release weight. Right. Mm -hmm. And my job is centered around helping humans live healthier lifestyles. However, 
I'm automatically like, oh no, this human being wants to make a change to their body because they hate themselves. That's my immediate response because that's where I came from. And Mm -hmm. I've had to do so much work around like, whoa, whoa, hold on. That's not true. Mm -hmm. There are so many human beings out there who are like, I just, this is what I need. I need this for my energy. I need this for whatever it is. Right. And, and it's not an, a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to yeah. want to evolve, right. Changing your body is evolving, right. Like in no, yeah. whichever way it changes and it's not a negative, it doesn't need, it can be, but it doesn't need to be a negative mm-hmm. thing, especially if it comes from an experience like that, where it's such an honest experience and you're like, I, I hiked, I hiked and had a similar experience that I like went to travel the world and hiked a 10 day trek and was not ready. I knew I wasn't and the world knew and like the people I was there with knew and like I, I knew, but I was like, man, I'm the most stubborn person I know. And I came yeah. home from that trip and I was like, absolutely the fuck not. I love traveling. I'm a hiker. I like being outside uh, no, I almost had to get helicopter lifted off a mountain yeah. in the middle of fucking Chile. Do I want that to happen to me? No. So then I made a change, but that wasn't like, because I hated my body. It was actually the opposite. Right. And I think that that's so important to outline and be like, if this is a good, this is a good realization. It sucked for you. I'm sure in the moment. Yeah. But- and, and like, honestly, that isn't even where like my brain when it wasn't like, Oh, like you need to get in shape or this. It was literally just those feelings of like otherness. Like yeah, I was yeah. the one at the back of the group, like they they were together, like that isolation and stuff like that. So it was really working through that and then shaming myself because I wasn't in a position to be at the same pace as them. But I absolutely agree. I think it is very common that people want to change themselves because they think they need to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I've like reflected so much on the fact that, you know, you see the big, names like the like you know the super super thin supermodels like even they get criticized and I know right I think you know people in people in bodies like mine it's like oh if only you were like less than a size 18 you're good then you know like come on like do this if only you can fit in like a roller coaster ride if only like there's just constantly this like this goal that is it's a moving target if only you're this if only you're that and it's going and it's never ending Yes. And I think for those people who are doing it for those external validation factors to doing, doing it, to have their partner see them differently or, or like whatever, if it is any external motivator, it's not, you're never going to achieve it because the, like the target's just going to keep moving. And it's literally an impossible mission. It's impossible to achieve that goal. And that, what that does to like your emotions and your like mental stability, like it just is like, crushing you're like you're trying to hold the weight of pleasing everyone on your shoulders at the cost of changing your body and maybe changing it into a body you're not supposed to have like Mm -hmm. I see so many people post now like maybe if it takes you working out like two hours a day six days a week and like eating nothing but lettuce like maybe that isn't the body that you're meant your body's like the size your body's meant to be Mm -hmm. and so I think like like if you're changing, if you're trying to change your body for anything other than like just yourself, like improving yourself, like just being a better version of yourself, not that you can't be the best version of yourself at the size you're at now, Mm -hmm. then like, it's not going to get you where you want to go. You're not going to have that like a moment of like, Oh, I love my body now. 
And I know for myself, like I know I feel better when I move my body. So for me, exercise is about the feeling that I have, not the look that it's going to bring me or the look that it's like, my body could get bigger. It could get smaller. That part to me is irrelevant. It's about what my body can do and, and how it feels. And yes, I know that if with continued working out, like maybe that hike next time will be easier, but it's more so just about how I feel and what I know is good for me rather than I need to be this size or I need to do this amount of workout and, and all that fun stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. I so appreciate you speaking on that isolation piece and like how it wasn't about that you, that you had trouble doing it. And it wasn't about how you couldn't keep up. It was, it was about that feeling of like, I'm behind again. And then that mental mindset that we have as a comfort zone. Cause I have, I can totally empathize with that feeling of being like, I am not as good. And like these little running things start peeking through and you're mm-hmm. like, no, this is all not true. I can do more in a bigger body now than I could have when I was smaller. I am like, yeah. so it, it really, none of that, just to echo what you were saying, none of that has to do with anything. It's just that, oh, talk about it being in front of your face. And first off, those steps, God bless, you did the damn thing, first off. <laughs> the fact that you made it to the top. Right. Because the, yeah. the, thinking about doing that, my my butt cheeks hurt. My glutes are already yeah. in pain. So, <laughs> I can't. It was the worst because there was also, like, I'm going to guess that it was, like, say 200 steps. There was, like, one staircase that stopped, and then it was, like, Oh no. A two minute walk. And then there was a do- another one. I was oh just my like, God. are you? Oh, and you didn't know. <laughs> and you don't know what's ahead. Right. No, no. And like, oh. and again, I didn't know if there was more at the top, but like, oh. and it wasn't, I had never had a doubt that I would do it. It was more so just that I, I wasn't doing it at a pace that I was comfortable yeah. with. Cause I was pushing myself even harder again, because they were going faster than me. And so it just was like a lot of that of like, there was never a question of like, Oh, like I knew I could get up the stairs. I knew it was my only option. But like, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to be like, have someone have to come get me. Um, but yeah, it was about like doing it in, at a pace that didn't feel good for me. And that's almost like an analogy for like more of like, you know, if I would have just said like, you guys do your thing, I'll come when I come. Like there yeah. just was no communication. Mm. And then like, I feel like, again, it was just a few, like a minute or two in that like, they like cheered me on. And it just like became this like thing in my brain that was like you, you versus me type thing. And it became more than it, than it was. I wasn't letting myself rest as long as I wanted to, or, or really like take that time that I needed. And, and that's something that I could have done if I would have just in the moment communicated, like I'll be yeah. there in five minutes. <laughs> and, and you could let, let them do it. Like, every, yeah. like your journey, your pace, right? Like literally your journey, your pace. Yeah. And like, and, and again, part of me thought like, you know, what, what would stop them or like, why would it hurt for them to go slower than they're capable of? Like, they could have gone at a pace that like everyone could have gone at. So there's like that part of me too, like thinking like, well, like, you know, at least one person could have like, obviously it'd be nicer for them. They're going slower than they are capable of. Like they don't have to go fast. And so like, there was like that thought process Mm -hmm. too. And Mm -hmm. just going back. Yeah. Going back to just being conscious of the people that are around you. And, you know, I was doing a a series on like real sprawl, like living in a world not designed for like large bodies and putting on that lens of like, this is how you can make a more inclusive world for those around you who maybe have a bigger body than you. And I think now that's like another one of like, if you're going somewhere where there's a lot of walking or a lot of moving, like mm-hmm. let that person set the pace. Um, so just like, there's like, there's so many things that, that come with it, but 
definitely is a very fresh experience having been just yesterday evening. Yeah, really. So crazy what our brain does, hey? How we just like, you know, it was, I was like that too on my hike. It was three guys and me and I'm 4'10". And they're not like, they're all like close to six feet. I'm carrying an 80 pound backpack on my back and I have a heart problem and we had altitude issues. So like, imagine like I already knew that I was putting myself in a very precarious situation, regardless of my, it didn't even matter about my physical fitness. It was like, like, I'm just not, I wasn't really built for that, you know? And so it's like, Mm -hmm. who can just carry around an 80 pound backpack? Like, (laughs) like it's nothing. Not a 410 person. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right. And it's, but I I kept on being like, oh my gosh, like they're going to, we're not going to get to the next camp on time. It's like on time for what? Like what? It's a campsite. (laughs) It's not going, it's not a moving target. That's not a moving target. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So this is a fun one. Let's shimmy it up a little bit here. What would be your, your ideal Megan day? What would you do? Who would you be with? Where would you go? Live your dreams. Okay. So like, I feel like this could be really predictable based off of like some of the things I've said. Um, but like, it'd be a really gorgeous, really big beach house, but one that also has a pool. Cause like, that is my dream place because you don't always want sand in your toes or have to bring all the stuff. Like sometimes you just want to like dip, but it would be a day with like my friends and my family. We'll just put it out there. Select family, not everybody. Select family. <laughs> I'm just, it's fine. <laughs> And like a day where there's just like lots of really good food and like fun time, like sports, like, you know, water, like volleyball in the pool and just like good quality time. Lots of really good food. I love to cook and bake for people. That's one of my like favorite ways to make people smile. A good day with the ones I love with water also in there, like really good quality conversations of like, yes, the hustle and bustle, but like those moments just like sit and talk. Cause I think, again, this is just part of the thing that's realized, like, as my life has evolved, like I just have so many more like deep conversations. It's never just like, Oh, like, how are you anymore? It's like, how are you? Like, how's your heart? Like, let's talk. Um, and so it just be full of the warm fuzzies and, another thing that I'm obsessed with that just came to mind is fuzzy blankets. Now that I said warm fuzzies. So there'd definitely be that involved. (laughs) I've told my friends, like, I'm so, I'm so easy to please when it comes to like any sort of gift, because I love Mm. to give, like, I don't ever expect to receive. So when I do, it's like a nice little surprise, but I'm so predictable because right now I am obsessed with like soft pink, just like a light pink my phone, my, like everything, everything I buy these days is like light pink. So like if anything's light pink or a fuzzy blanket, even though I have 52, like I will be very <laughs> like, it doesn't like, it could be something like, it could be like a plastic spoon, but it's pink. And I'd be like, Oh my God, or a fuzzy blanket. And like, I would be super happy. So there'd be lots of pink things at this day. And also lots of fuzzy blankets to be cozy. Perfect. That's a great Perfect. day. That's a great day. Right. Okay. All right. So we got really deep about a lot of things, which we so appreciate, like I mentioned before, but we're curious, how do you want to be remembered? So like when this is all said and done, when you're done, whatever you believe in, however you like chose, 
choose to close the chapter on your life. She said, How when do you you're done. <laughs> when you're done. When you're like done here. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> what, guys? Sorry. Sorry. Ask a question. I tried so hard not to like. <laughs> You got you you paused for a minute on that one. You're like, <laughs> when you're done. <laughs> okay, anyways. How do you how would you like to be remembered? I think it's funny that you're like, okay, we got deep now. Like, what do you want people to think about you when you <laughs> once you're done? <laughs> I think like I really just want people to smile. I want their hearts to be like full. And I want them to remember that like they're worthy as they are. Like, I, I think like I want the message that I'm putting out there constantly to be that legacy message, to be what people think of when they think of me. And again, just like that feeling of, I want people to be happy and live for the moment and to find like the little joys in life. And I'm trying to do my best now and be really intentional about the time that I spend and the way that I show up in people's lives now, I want that to be what is remembered and, and that impact just to know that they're worthy. And I like part of like the rest of this conversation, I've still been in my brain, like, what was that thing I was going to say? Like, did you remember? It just came up and I'm so glad. I'm so <laughs> glad because I was like, I'm going to leave these people hanging. I mean, like, there's that one thing. And then it's just like, they're never going to know that one thing. So <laughs> they're going to want to know. We were talking about like friends. It was the question about like, did I show up online first or the people, mm-hmm. or the people in my life? And I think what so many people don't realize for themselves or for those around them or acknowledge is how much capacity it takes to show up when you don't love yourself or to show up for people when you hate the body you're in or you're thinking so critically of yourself. Like, I now look back at so many experiences I had where I was maybe seen as like difficult or like not in a good mood that day. And it fully came down to just not feeling validated or not feeling like I was good enough to be hanging out with the people who looked a certain way or feeling like I was going to look bad in all the photos we took or like all these different things of like specific examples. I remember like, okay, like I was not in a great mood at the second half of this day because we went to a concert and like it fucking hurt to shove my body in those seats. Mm. And every time we stood up and sat down and when I didn't stand up, it was like, Oh, she's like mad or she's upset. And it was literally just because like, I have bruises on my legs for every time I stood up and sat down and like, just the amount of like capacity and energy that it took up, like so much of my life. And so I think like, I feel like I was living life at like 75% or 50% or like these interactions with people that, I love and really enjoy spending time with it was a bit of that like brain fog or I wasn't fully there because there was so much other stuff taking up my mental capacity and my existence like just existing was hard because I was existing in a world that told me that I wasn't good enough as I was and so everything that I did was processed through this filter of like is it good enough yet is it good enough yet and so the way that I showed up as an aunt the way that I show up as a sister and a friend was not really who I was. Cause again, I didn't know myself, but also what I did know, I didn't like and what I did know, I didn't accept. And so as I started to release that, 
that's when I got to show up and I feel like my, who I am to the people in my life is completely different. Again, I don't know if they see it as completely different, but my view of it is completely different because I now am there in the moment. I am fully present. I am able to be myself and to not have half my brain talking to them and half my brain thinking about what they think of the outfit that I'm wearing or, you know, if the people around me are judging me for what I'm wearing and those type of things. And I think that in itself is almost the most freeing thing because we deserve to live our lives and live it for the moment. And I think a lot of what takes up the capacity too is this idea that one day we'll be able to do that. Like one day I'll be able to do this and not think about my body or one day I'll be able to have this relationship and not worry about being judged or if I fit in that idea of one day is what's keeping us stuck where we're at because it can be today it can be tomorrow or wherever you're at but it can be it needs to happen now it needs to be started now at least or else one day will never come to release yourself from all those inner critic thoughts so yeah that was like the that was the like thing of like I remember the huge difference in how I was showing up and with the friendships, why we were able to have those deeper conversations, why we were able to connect more than we had ever connected was because I know for myself, at least I wasn't in my head with all the ego and the inner critic talking over everything. The inner critic is loud as shit. <laughs> so loud. Speaking of so loud, I am sorry for dipping out. Bruno there is a child that lives somewhere in the vicinity learning how to play a flute and Bruno wants them to stop. Oh, so, me too. Me too. I want them to stop too. <laughs> but to round out this beautiful conversation with you, Megan, what is something you are looking forward to in the next month, months, years, whatever? Yeah. So, so I think there's like, let's say like three quick things. Number one, I already mentioned this. I'm getting a car soon. It's like my last little like, thing of like adulthood and independence, which has like been one of the things that like held me back for a long time. So I'm getting a car soon. So that's super exciting. going to be able to like do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) And number two is, well, I'm currently in BC, which is a vacation. I've been here for like two weeks. I've been working while I'm here, but I'm actually am going to Mexico in a month. (laughs) I'm just like jet setting right now. I'm in like this vibe of like, I literally don't care. I'm going to travel. (laughs) Like I just like, it's just happening. So I'm going to Mexico next month, which is like super exciting. And to finish off being super deep, just like evolving. I'm really looking forward to just continuing the journey and continuing the growth and, you know, continuing to impact people. It has been like a bit mind blowing to me. I think you know, being in the online space, it can be easy to feel like you're just speaking to the abyss. I have a lot of like moments where I have to recenter myself because it feels like at times there's so many people in the self-love space. There's so many people in the body acceptance space now, but I remind myself that that's just the space, the little teeny tiny corner of the internet that I choose to focus on and surround myself with. And that the reality is there's like billions of people who don't believe that and who still need to be reached. And so I just remind myself of that, but more and more I'm starting to see the people like my siblings, friends who I see at like a birthday party, you tell me the way that I've been impacting them or, you know, seeing people in person now again for the first time in a year or two and getting those messages in person as well as in the DMs of just like, this is how you've impacted me. And it's really just what keeps me going. And, and I just like want to do more of it. And so 
I'm really, really looking forward to how that continues to grow and evolve now that we're getting close to like a year of really showing up in this space intentionally. And yeah, I just want to continue to remind people that they are worthy as they are and that they're good enough now. Well, you're doing very important work and we appreciate you for it. We really do. Yes, we have are so lucky and very grateful that you spent your time here, especially when you're away on on your trip, spending time to chat with us. I know the Boo Crew is just going to have all the feels and feel so seen on what you shared with us tonight and or today, whenever you're listening <laughs> this morning. Good morning. Whenever you're listening. Good morning. How are you? Well, um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been the absolute best time. Yay. Yes. This was such a blast. I, SPCA. Okay. Becca likes to tell him that she'll put him back where he came from. <laughs> Even though I didn't get him from there, get him from a breeder. So, like, I'll show him the commercials of, like, Sarah McLaughlin's In the Arms of an Angel. Make see what you're, you're welcome. Spend all your time waiting. Don't mess with me. Um, but if you have connected with any, and we are going to share all the ways that you can connect with uh, Megan in our show notes, and we share her stuff a lot. So I'm sure mm-hmm. you're familiar. As soon as you click on her, you're going to be like, oh, yes, of course. We've seen her before on their pages. Gotcha. <laughs> You can always email us at hello, hello with three O's at igotyoubupod.com. And if you love our vibe, like, review, share, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. And don't forget, I I got got you, boo. Okay, thanks, love you, bye. bye. Thanks for being here, boo crew. Love our vibe, rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at igotyoubupod.com.